the Reapers, an Inner Realms audio drama, starring Dracolis, Eleni, Jaush, and Kigers as the narrator. Dracolis and Joush leaned against the railing on the balcony looking over the land below. The expansive swamplands no longer exist. Grasslands spread out from the base of the mountain. Birch and spruce dot the landscape, and at the edge of the horizon the beginnings of a dense forest. Dracolis's latest creations are wandering about the small village they have created. The huts they had built were simple structures. Walls built from a mix of dirt and clay with thatched hay roofs. I love what you have done with the place. Yes, I designed to be the ideal habitat for my new creations. They are very different from your last fill. These new creatures walked upright on two legs and have two arms, with hair dense on their heads. The skin tone of the creatures varied. So colorful they are, such diversity. They are wonderful. I like these the most of your creations. I would hate for anything to happen to them. Joush takes a deep breath in and closes his eyes. A moment later, his form has changed to match those of the creatures. Dracolis had done the same. Joush gave Dracolis a pointed look and continued. So, you must get the ingredients before the same fate befall them as your previous creations. Dracolis turned his eyes away from the land below and looked at Joush. You're right. Do not worry, my friend. I will look after them as best as I can. And Dracolis... My friend, be careful. Oh, don't worry. I will. Jacolus began his quest for the ingredients. Jacolus heads out from the mountain, wanting to scratch one ingredient in particular off the list first. Dragon bones. They would be the most difficult to get, and the sooner that task was out of the way the better. There are not many creatures that can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a god, but dragons are one of the few who could. They, like the gods, are part magic and have the ability to manipulate these forces to their whim. Sometimes their whim is to kill a god. Knowing this, Dracolis sets out to find one that's already dead. Hmm, where do I look? I guess I start with some layers and hope the occupants are dead, or... Not home? He spends several weeks traveling over the land, through rocky mountains, vast deserts, and over deep oceans, scouring any area that could possibly be the lair of a dragon. Finally, he stumbles across one. He approaches the entrance slowly. Hello? Anyone here? Listening for a few moments and hearing nothing, Dracolis decides to carefully proceed in. Before stepping into the dark cave, he reaches into his traveling satchel and pulls out the supplies to make himself a torch. Once it's lit, he moves in. Dracolis moves further into the cave, still not seeing its likely resident. So far, so good. 
He pauses as he notices some evidence of dragon activity. It was hard to tell how recently a dragon had been around, and this made him nervous. As he gets deeper, he starts to smell rotting flesh. Ew! Is that a dragon or his last meal? Pushing on, he finds the source of the smell. Rotten flesh between the teeth of a living dragon. He is able to see the full head in his torchlight as he rounds the corner of a passageway. Jacolas puts a hand over his mouth to keep his fear and frustration inside. Slowly, he backs out of the room, keeping one eye on the dragon. As he carefully makes his way down the hallway, he doesn't notice the dried bones under his feet. As he steps down, they make a loud crunching sound. Jacolas stops dead to try to hear if the dragon is stirring. A moment passes. Then, to his dismay, the dragon lets out a agitated that something has awoken it from its slumber. Jacolas breaks out into a sprint, using the torch to lead the way. His footsteps echo off the wall. As he sees daylight, he runs faster. I will make it, I will make it. He turns his head to look behind him. There is a good distance between him and the dragon. He snaps his head back around and immediately notices that the opening is also an edge a few steps ahead. He quickly falls to the ground on a red tapestry to stop his momentum and rolls out of the way, missing the edge of the high cliff. Jacolas then moves to the side of the opening and takes cover among the rocks, hoping the dragon will not see him. Fire leaps from the cave as the dragon comes out of the opening. Still annoyed, she circles the area looking for her prey. Dracola stays as still as possible and awaits out this certain death. After what felt like hours, the dragon, not seeing who interrupted her sleep, goes back into her cave to resume her rest. Oh, glad she's gone. Now to find another source of the bones. As Dracolis is traveling around, he reaches the top of a mountain, and where he expects to see a large mountain range, he finds this mountain range is actually the top of a large dormant volcano. The caldera of this volcano is vast, about 50 kilometers in diameter. Towards the middle, he notices some debris. As he approaches, he discovers what could be called a dragon graveyard. The area is littered with burnt and crushed bone from long-dead dragons. Tricolis gathers the needed amount of dragon bone, but spends more time looking for claws or teeth to help gather the last ingredient on the list, his own blood. I'm home! Jacolas called out loudly as he entered the library, stopping in surprise when he doesn't see Joush sitting at his usual desk. Welcome home, my friend! Joush said from behind Jacolas, causing him to jump slightly. Were you successful in gathering all the ingredients? I was. Jacolas handed him the fine silk sack he was carrying. Were you able to narrow down a location? I believe so. 
Zhao shuddered over to his desk. Dracolis followed behind him. While there are few possible locations, there is one that stands out above the rest. Dracolis looked at him questioningly. It's right here. Right here? What do you mean? Dracolis pauses. The gears in his mind turning and a smile spread across his face. Of course! It's so obvious! How could I have missed it? Dracolis firmly grabbed Joush by the shoulders. Thank you, my friend. I will get started with this battle. Would you like me to come with you? No, I feel I should do this alone. Dracolis reached across the desk to pick up the tattered black book with the red vines across the cover. The tingling sensation started as soon as he touched it. He clutched it tightly and hurried from the room. He made his way deep into the bowel of the mountain. The beautifully carved passageways slowly gave way into the darker, naturally eroded caves. Not only were they dark, but also damp. Though he did carry a lantern, he could navigate these passageways without one, as he had walked these hundreds of times before. He knew them like the back of his hand. Soft purple light could be seen in the distance as he turned the corner, the crystal cave slowly coming into view. They believed this to be the largest one in this world, with a hundred meter diameter. It was almost a perfect sphere. It was one of the main reasons he and Joush had decided to settle down in the mountain. As he approached, he began to feel the ground pulsing gently to some unknown rhythm, which became one with the very air as he got closer still. He comes to a stop as he reaches the center of the geode. Even for him, the magical energy that permeated this place wasn't easy to bear. All geodes had this to an extent. The amount of magical energy was directly correlated to its size. Dracolis placed a silk sack in the center and pulled out one of the containers which is holding the purified blood. He drew a perfect circle, keeping the silk sack at the center. He swiftly moves on to the next step and places the ingredients equal distance apart on top of the circle, and then connects them with lines of the remaining purified blood. Finally, he places the lava in the center and makes his way outside the circle he had created. And there. Done! He stared at it for several moments, waiting for something to happen. Nothing did. I knew there was something missing. The words had barely left his mouth when the natural, soft purple light of the geode faded, his body tensed, and he looked around slowly. That's never happened before. The light from the lantern that hung on the walls began to flicker gently from their usual warm orange glow to a cold, icy blue one. Shadows danced around the geode with the flickering lantern light. Dracolis took a step back, unsure of what was happening, uncertainty steeping into him. The light stopped flickering and settled into their icy blue glow. But still, the shadows were moving, creeping towards the edge of the circle. Dracolis quickly stepped forward. Stop! The shadows continued their slow journey towards the circle beginning to rise out of the ground as they did. I said stop! The shadows paused as Dracolis' voice reverberated around the chamber and continued on a moment later. They were only steps away from the edge. Dracolis' eyes widened as their steps increased in pace, continuing for the center of the circle. Listen to me! He shouted as he hurled a blast of energy into the center of the circle. 
the shadows burst into wisps of smoke and faded quickly into the air. The pulsating rhythm he felt in the area changed. Before, something about it felt natural, but now it felt off. Jacolus looked around. Nearly all the energy from the geode had been drained. Time seemed to be still for a moment. Then, in the center of the circle, a red mist started forming in the shape of a ball. It grew in density. Jacolus could feel the pressure in the geode growing. It exploded outward, flinging Jacolus to the walls of the geode, shattering all the lanterns in the room. Jacolus lifted his head slowly, allowing his eyes to focus. The light in the geode was no longer the soft purple, but now a deep blood red that emanated from the center of the spell. The mist still hung in the air, and as Tricolus watched, it began to retreat inward, condensing into a humanoid shape. The lava was still in the center of the circle, the mist moving downward towards it, almost like it was reaching out to touch it. The two touched. The mist burst into flame and burned bright, so bright he had to cover his eyes for several moments until it faded. He opened his eyes to see a woman standing in a long, elegant black dress. Her skin was pale, almost white. Her hair flowed down to her waist, deep blood red at the top and growing lighter the further it went, looking like fire. His eyes stopped when they met her deep red ones. Greetings, my creator. This was The Reapers, starring the voice talents of Tricolis, Eleni, Jausch, Kigers. Episodes written by Eleni and Kigers. Episode produced by Kigers. Songs from Incompetech.com. Make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss the next Reaper episode. If you like what you heard, consider leaving a 5-star rating and review. Want more information about the Inner Realms players or more about the Reapers? Visit us at www.interrealmssmp.com. Thank you for listening.